Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is a remote edition of our Soundcheck podcast series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Like many records that were made during the pandemic, Manchester Orchestra's 2021 album, The Million Masks of God, had a kind of darkness to it, even as it was a typical Manchester Orchestra album full of anthemic, almost orchestral rock. It also wasn't really a pandemic recording. It was a response to personal loss. The new record, called The Valley of Vision, shows a band that's still willing to wear its heart on its sleeve, but has now come through the other side of that tragedy and is perhaps stepping into the light. The Valley of Vision is both an unusual recording, for reasons that we'll get into in a, in a moment, and a virtual reality film of the same name. And joining me to perform some of the music from the Valley of Vision is singer and songwriter Andy Hull and keyboardist Robert McDowell from Manchester Orchestra. They're going to start us off with a stripped-down version of the song Capital Karma. Message was over by the house near the grave. I saw you wandering aimless for a while. You went away. It was calm and departing. Was it wrong In a way I defended your drama Oh, I'm a heart Your brain All I want to do is wait All I want to do is wait for you There's nothing left to say There was capital carnage on a float Ah, 
do is wait for you. There's nothing left. Am I losing my patience? I feel it. I'm afraid that you know you can see it. Let me stand by the door. Let me breathe it. I forgave myself, so forgive yourself. I'm not trying to stand in the way. I'm in love with whoever you are. Nothing here is gonna take that away. It is you, and it's been from the start. That's Capital Karma, played live by Andy Hull and Robert McDowell from Manchester Orchestra. Uh, the opening track from their latest album called The Valley of Vision. And Andy, it's uh, great to see you again. You as well. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. So uh, I called it an album, just force of habit. It's six songs. It's less than half an hour of music. What is that? What do you call it? <laughs> I really don't know. I've been trying to figure that out. Um, you know, for a while it was it was a lot longer, um, and the more we sort of start, started to boil it down and and kind of get it to its most concentrated version, it was it was down to six songs. So, you know, I think it's um, we're at a certain point where we're. I, I don't really care what it's called. Um, you know, like I really love it and. Uh, yeah, it felt like a cohesive piece to me. So I guess mini album, maybe. Okay. Uh, it, it's interesting to hear that you describe how it was bigger and then you kind of whittle it down, you distill it. It's almost like sculpting, you know, where, you, mm -hmm. where it's, it's not a matter of adding to the block of marble. It's a matter of chipping away and finding out what's inside. Absolutely. Um, is that... Can you write songs that way? Do you write songs that way? Do these things get bigger and bigger and bigger in the studio? And I've found we have a tendency to add every single possible idea that we can think of on a song. And then there's just way too much going on. And then we start just deleting things in massive, you know, uh, chunks. And what I've found um, for us is that you know, it might not be the first two, three, four ideas that you're adding onto a song that are like the, you know, the main kind of character sonically, but those, um, you know, first couple ideas lead you to where you're, you're getting. So, you know, maybe it's by the seventh idea. All right, we can delete those first six. Finally got to, <laughs> to what we need, you know? Right. I, you know, writing is often that way. It's like I've written four paragraphs and I'm not getting anywhere, but paragraph five, maybe that's paragraph one. Maybe that's my thesis statement, you know, that sort of thing. hundred percent. Yeah, I have a friend who's an author, and he was telling me a story the other day that um, about an editor of his that said, okay, I really love this book, but you need to delete the first 150 pages. <laughs> and, and, uh, and of course, he was devastated, but, but the editor's point was, you know, you had to write all of that stuff 
in order to get your characters to where the story actually is. But, but you know, it's that subtext that um, I think is important in music, too. It's like, I need to know what these characters are that I'm writing about. It doesn't mean I have to tell the listener every single specific detail. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And so uh, was this a story? And if so, was it a story that grew in the telling? Did you know where you were going when you set out on this? I mean, I guess I'd had an idea of what the, I wanted to accomplish, which was, you know, a record that feels like, um, like healing after a period of time, um, some resolve. And um, the whole time we were working on it, it just felt like the music was sort of floating the whole time. And it felt like peaceful, even though it can be dramatic at times. But, mm -hmm. you know, from a record like Million Masks, our last full length, you know, that record takes place in a really dark, specifically hard time in our lives and this to me felt um you know I, I, it's not like all of a sudden you're happy and um but life has a way of kind of moving and um you kind of work through you know pain and so i guess conceptually it felt like sort of the other side of that um just kind of learning how to to be all right again yeah i mean the last track, which we'll get to in a bit when, when you and Robert do rear view, hearing it uh, in context on the record, I, I suddenly felt in retrospect that this was like a slow but steady search for like transcendence or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes, that, that, some, sometimes you need to be at the end to look back and see where you've been. Yeah, you know, that's where the, the name of the t record really applied to me in that sense too you know it's like this me and robert always say that if we both think an album title means something completely different from each other that's usually a good title um and you know for him it was really of like you know i'm stuck in this valley and i can't see anything you know outside of it and for me it was like oh no like i'm finally i i have vision you know mm -hmm. now that i've escaped this valley um yeah very much so you know rear views a, a song that has the same final line as the song The Internet that closes Million Masks of God. two lyrics as in all this time I thought I was right they're said in really different ways from each other um, million mass is a lot sadder um, and there's a little there's some like acceptance and um, kind of beauty in it when, with Valley vision I not the first time you've done that where you've made little references to other things that you've done before yeah i you know all, the, all this stuff is like my life's work and so i i always enjoy yeah hiding things in there yeah <laughs> you know just well, to keep myself entertained <laughs> well, it, uh, but it, it's also telling to hear these live performances from just you and Robert, uh, who is playing keyboards and not mm -hmm. guitars, because this was another thing where it wasn't until, uh, again, the first time I heard the record when it came out in March or whatever, 
I, I think it was halfway through before I realized there's not a lot of guitar here. <laughs> yeah, there's it's, almost it's, none. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a rule necessarily. It was really just like looking at the toolbox of, of what we had in front of us. And it was just way more interesting to, to not use guitars and try and find other sounds, you know? Well, in the way, there's an instrument, a keyboard instrument that sounds, if it's not a Mellotron, it's an excellent patch. You know, it's ex- a Mellotron. It is a Good Mellotron. Call. Good call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, having access to a genuine Mellotron, you know, why wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm obsessed with toys like that. Like, you know, I've, my wife um, hates it, obviously, you know, but I just can't stop buying things all the time. Um, and luckily, everybody in the band's the same way. So we just have all this great gear. Um, but yeah, The Way was an interesting one, man. Like, I worked on that song for several years, and it had a completely different melody. And, you know, it sort of has like a, a hip-hop influence to it. Um but it used to be way more like that. And even the melody kind of felt kind of way more current. And yeah, I just had to kind of fight against the grain there and brought in Catherine Marks and Ethan Gresk, who worked with us on Million Mass, and they mm-hmm. kind of helped me figure it out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I, did, I had no idea that that song, you know, it's kind of taken off right now and people really love it. So it's exciting. Well, there's there's more to the Valley of Vision than the six songs, and we can talk about that in, in a couple of minutes. But let's hear uh, this, this live performance of Quietly, which on the record is big, orchestral, pounding. I, I mean, you talk about stripping stuff away. Yeah. You, you know, this is, this is like, you know, the, the quiet sort of skeleton of the piece, it seems. Yeah, this was the first, like, decent song that I ever wrote on piano. So I taught myself to play piano, like, six years ago by <laughs> um, literally just getting electrical tape and putting it on across the keys and just writing with Sharpie what the <laughs> notes were because I understand what chords and notes go together. So I thought, well, this is stupid. Why don't I just, like, write them down? And surely with enough, you know, just, like, <laughs> uh, repetition, I'll learn. Um, and so, yeah, this one was very... I wrote this, like right around when Black Mile to the Surface came out um, wow. in 2017. So yeah, it, it, it took a long time for this one to, to get here. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear the current uh, sort of stripped-down version of Quietly, a, a song from Valley of Vision from Manchester Orchestra. This is Andy Hull and Robert McDowell at the keyboards. Hiding my age 
a live performance of Quietly by Manchester Orchestra from their latest release called The Valley of Vision, that performance from vocalist and songwriter Andy Hull and uh, keyboardist, normally guitarist, but uh, strictly keyboardist today, Robert McDowell. Um, The two of you guys were in our studio after uh, Swiss Army Man came out, the the film by the Daniels. And Whatever happened to those guys? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, with the 
earth-bestriding success of everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all at once, I've been telling people, I mean, I love that movie, but I've been telling people to go back and watch the earlier movie, too. Totally, because yeah. if everything, everywhere, all at once is their grand opera or their big symphony, Swiss Army Man is their little piece of chamber music. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And, you know, everything, everywhere is so weird, but so beautiful that I think it's allowing people, they, people didn't know what to do with Swiss Army Man when they saw it um, <laughs> at, at all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you either loved it or hated it, which is always a good sign. I think so, um, yeah. And I think because this, this movie is so loved, you know, I think people now have more of an open mind, so they're going back and watching that movie, and it's, you know, the farting uh, dead corpse is no longer as, um, as weird when you have Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle yeah, with hot dog hands, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys did the score for Swiss Army Man. Um, you know, there's always been a kind of a cinematic cast to Manchester Orchestra albums, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, the Valley of Vision is not just six songs. It's also this full-length virtual reality film. And kind of like the songs themselves, there's a kind of a dreamlike sensibility yeah. you know, when you watch this. Tell, tell me yeah. a little bit about, um, did, did the film and the songs sort of grow up together? Yeah, I mean... I was probably like 85% done with the record by the time that I sent it to Isaac and we started kind of talking about what the film um, would look like. That's Isaac Dietz. Dietz, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and, you know, it's it's similar to sort of the music for Valley of Vision. Uh, the VR uh, component to it was not something we'd ever um, dabbled in or knew much about at all, um, which is always really exciting to go try something that we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and Isaac didn't know either. Um, so at first he was a little skeptical, like thought that I, you know, like maybe the label was, you know, trying to like, uh, convince us to do it with some partnership with like Oculus or something. But I was like, no man, it's like, I, I really think this could be cool, you know? And especially after 2020 and, um, just a lack of like human experiences that people were having. I really loved the idea of like people should be able to go to a record shop and like put these headsets on and like enjoy this record. And you know, how do we like present this, you know, like our stuff, a lot of our albums are like one song, like the whole thing's really connected. So it's like trying to figure out how you present that in a way that, um, that sort of forces, <laughs> manipulates people into listening to the whole thing. Um, and so we learned a ton, you know, like the reason it looks so interesting is because you don't have to have, you know, a headset in order to like, to enjoy it and for it to be visually stunning. And that's because of how wide these cameras are. And, um, you know, we couldn't do certain tropes that, you know, uh, are really effective in cinema, like slow motion isn't available in VR. You can't really zoom in. Um, so it was a lot of like practical effects and learning stuff. And, um, you know, I just told Isaac, I, I would love for these things to complement each other and for neither of them to stand in the way. Yeah. Now, in, in speaking about the songs, you mentioned characters. And one of the interesting things about the film of The Valley of Vision is there's evidence that people have been there. Yep. But there were no people, actually. Yeah. Yeah, until the the very very end. Yeah, um, you see one one person. Um, yeah, we were we we were intentional about that. Um, we definitely threw around a few ideas 
we didn't want there to be a super big narrative to it um, in, in that way. Like there certainly is a story that's going on, um, but he, he just did it in a brilliant way too, where, you know, trees have always been like really important in our band for some reason. Like there's just something about them. We've always, always sung about them and, and written about them and used them as metaphors. And so when he decided to basically base this whole thing about like trees and, and death and rebirth and all this stuff, I was like, yeah, this is brilliant, man. you know? <laughs> so after he had finished that, was the project done? I'm just wondering if you, if you just felt like uh, now I need to go back and just tweak these songs a little more one last time. <laughs> um, you know, that's what Catherine's so great at. Um, when she takes the record um, into the mixing process, that is sort of the final, okay. like, um, that's its final resting place, you know? <laughs> and, I, I, and I let go of it forever, and now it belongs to other people. Okay. Um, um, the Valley of Vision is the name both of the record by Manchester Orchestra and this virtual reality film. Um, it is online. What's the mm -hmm. preferred... I mean, you've, you've, you've actually done some screenings of it. Is, is this yeah. something that, that can tour with the band? You know, we just had to cancel a, a, a premiere of it in London um, last weekend because I had this ear infection that I'm just thankfully getting over. Um, so, yeah, we are trying to have a few different showings this year uh, across the world. Um, there's something really cool about it. You know, we did in L.A. Um, and New York and Nashville um, premiere and you know having people in a theater experiencing this music you know and a lot for those they hadn't heard the music before so it was the first time seeing it and that was um you know i felt like a good mission accomplished um goal that happened there um but uh you know i i would say the visuals will follow their way into you know our, our performances as they as they go on all right uh, Andy Hull and Robert McDowell giving us some live performances of songs from the Valley of Vision. Let's uh, let's hear the concluding track, Rear View. And Andy, you were talking about this one before. Um, it's it's a big sort of climactic march mm -hmm. on the record. You know, this song was another one that took a really long time. Like it was a it was a folk song that started with acoustic guitar and. Um, had a very kind of swinging feel to it and we tried so many different ways and it wasn't until we started messing with a, a prophet a synthesizer um, that had this arpeggiator on it and all of a sudden we found this uh, very sparse interesting sort of re repetitive sound like a heartbeat um, as far as the song um, you know this is like there's a song on uh on Million Masks called Obstacle that is about my son and it's like not the nicest song <laughs> I wrote it the night before he was born Um, and I was just sort of, you know, I have, I have a daughter that's older than him, and so I sort of already knew what was going to happen and knew that the first year was, like, really tough yep. and this was just going to be hell. Um, and so I wrote this song, Obstacle, and um, I've always felt a little guilty about that, too. Um, and so I put River's voice, uh, my son, on, on the song The Way.
at the beginning and towards the end. Um, and then this song, Rearview, it's, it's weirdly, in a kind of roundabout way, a song that I, I wrote for him. Um, and uh, it's got a little bit of a happier ending, even though it won't sound like it, but it does to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's hear Andy Hull singing, Robert McDowell uh, playing the keyboards from Manchester Orchestra, a live performance of the song called Rearview. Yeah, I'd rather sit here with you screaming 
sit here alone And all this time I thought I was right All this time All this time I thought I was right Oh Father, wake up, don't If I don't wake up, don't make up a lie. Father, wake up, don't make up a lie. If I don't wake up, don't make up a lie. Fire in the rear view is smaller The further we get That's Rear View. It is the concluding song on the new Manchester Orchestra record, which came out in March, called The Valley of Vision, also the virtual reality film of that name. Uh, This performance by Manchester Orchestra singer and songwriter Andy Hull and keyboardist Robert McDowell. And Andy, you know, several times already today you've, you've mentioned kind of lengthy gestation periods for, for these songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think each time we've spoken, um, you've sort of referred to how the previous project led to the current one. Yeah. So it seems like you know, you were mentioning trees before, and there's this idea now that all these trees are connecting, you know, that their roots communicate with each other, and that, you know, yeah. something can pass from one tree to another. And it, it seems like Manchester Orchestra records are kind of like that. Yes, they're very, um, yeah, they have a relationship with each other. I mean, specifically, our last three records, including Valley, that that all f- takes place for me in the same universe these are like the similar people and characters that are that are existing in generations of people and, and parents and grandparents and i'm still writing that story i don't feel that valley of vision is the conclusion of that um and i'm hard at work um working on something crazy now um and you know and i think i thought you were going to say it, it seems like every time we talk it takes you longer to finish stuff which i think is also true <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I don't know when it'll be done, but um, I'm working on it right now. Something crazy, yeah. says the man who just released a, a six-song record with a virtual reality film and scored a film about a farting corpse played by Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
It would be wrong of me not to ask the question, but I suspect I know what the answer will be. What is this something crazy? I'm just doing my due diligence here, Andy. You can tell me that you, you can. No comments, yeah. but, um, you know, the, the hope is that why would we start being boring now, you know? <laughs> well, um, Manchester Orchestra, the latest album and film is The Valley of Vision. Andy, to you and Robert, thank you so much for uh, these performances, and it's great to speak with you again. Thanks, John, man. It's always great to talk to you. I appreciate it. You can watch Andy and Robert performing this music for us. Just check out the New Sounds YouTube channel. And keep up with everything we're doing by texting the word New Sounds, either as one word or two, to 70101. My thanks to our technical director, Irene Trudell, producer Karen Havlick, our video editor is Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer. See you next time. Yeah.